Welcome to The Circle Sessions featuring the Circle of Experts. The Circle of Experts are Yasmin Robles from Robles Designs, Tanisha English Amamu of TJE Communications, and Don the Idea Guy. I'm Brett Johnson from Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants. Each week, one of the Circle of Experts joins me to talk about critical aspects of growing your podcast. Uh, we focus on marketing, social media, monetization, and website design with all in mind of keeping them implemented together to get your podcast even better. This week, Yasmin is here from the Circle of Experts. Yasmin works alongside clients to design a website that's driven by strategy, looks amazing, and that you can actually use to grow your business, your podcast. Uh, uh, anything you want to do with your website is going to grow. Yasmin, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me back. I'm I'm always excited to share some knowledge. Cool. I, I love the topic. We haven't touched upon this really very much at all. That you want to talk about the psychology of color in the web design. Um, I, I it that fascinates me that it's that different colors do things to us that we don't even know. I, I, you know, it's it's interesting. It it really is. Uh, it, 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 go into it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So like you mentioned, um, colors can make us take action. They can make us sad. They can make us excited, but they really carry these psychological meanings that can vary across all cultures, really. Um, so for instance, red is often associated with passion and urgency, while blue conveys trust and stability. So you can see the difference between certain businesses like banks and, and fast food chains and what colors they end up choosing um, there. And then really understanding these will help you you when you are creating the art for your podcast, um, your podcast artwork for website designers and small business owners who might be overseeing their website designer or just in general, their graphic designer, and really thinking about color and in, in an intentional and impactful way. Right. You know, you mentioned something about that international viewer. Um, is there some references or points to go to, you know, maybe red means something different to us than a, a possible targeted geographical area you want to do business in. Yeah, so it's so it, you'll want to think about your user, your target audience. So very general in China, they have their the red symbolizes something very different from here. Or for example, my mother will not wear any red because she thinks she's very, very religious. Um, but she she doesn't associate red with like passion. She associates it with something else. Um, black is associated typically across cultures as mourning, a color of mourning if you wear it. Um, but others might attribute it, uh, perhaps a, a, the color white as the color of morning. So it just really varies. And you just want to know your target market. Here we are in the States and I do business with other people who've been here a while and so, or are in North America in general. So it's a little similar. And as people are traveling and experiencing other cultures, I think we're just going to have a, a blend of all of these ideas, but you still want to keep in mind when you're creating your artwork for your podcast, your logo, what do you want to convey? What sort of action? Are you a yoga instructor? Are you getting people to do a HIIT workout? And those two, they're still in the health sphere, but those two might require different colors. Right. So let's talk about how these colors impact our emotions and moods when we interact with the websites. 
Yeah, so colors have the power to really evoke a wide range of emotions. Like we talked about warm tones, like the reds and the oranges, they'll create excitement and energy, while the cooler tones with the blues and greens will promote more calmness. So again, keeping that target market and keeping your overall brand identity in mind. In website design in particular, selecting the right colors can help convey these desired emotions that you, you, you want to bring out and really enhance the overall user experience. And we'll touch a little bit upon this, but for example, we you have to keep in mind the people who might be colorblind or might have a little shift in their color spectrum. And we are currently designing a site for a client who the partner of the company uh, revealed that he was, I, I forget off the top of my head, but like blue-green colorblind. And so when we were designing with teal and greens, he was like, I can't see that. Um, and we'll talk about some free tools online where you can fix that, like you can test your site and your graphics, um, even looking at it in black and white and or grayscale can help. But that's a little more into the accessibility realm, which we did a talk on before. Yeah, that's interesting that you you have access to a person, you have that test market right there yeah. in that company. That's that's I mean, you look at everything pro con, you know, sadly that you know he has that issue with seeing the colors, but it's like what a great opportunity to make yeah. sure that that website zoning in on that uh, yeah, you you understand that that exists out there potentially. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. So let's talk about brands, you know, strategically using colors to build identity and recognition. That's probably the easiest for us to understand. We we are inundated with brands all the time, but we, we, we look beyond them. We don't know that it's all by design of how they've put the colors together and the look. Yeah. Yeah. And you say by design, I think some, a lot of startup business owners pick their favorite color. I know I did when I first started, I think it was like hot pink or something. And, um, and then we, we start to evolve beyond that, right? When we start growing the business or your podcast starts to gain some leverage, how can we expand on this and become an empire, right? A really well-branded company. So brands use colors to evoke specific emotions and create a memorable identity. And they, and Think of iconic brands like Coca-Cola or um, with their bold red or Starbucks with its green colors. And think of the coffee shops that you see. Um, all of the, if you go through down the aisle of all of the um, energy drinks, what sort of colors are they using? How are they differentiating themselves? And their target market, right? So if you are targeting women on a, as an energy drink, if you are targeting men who are into fitness and power, power lifting or whatever, and you're targeting women who might be into yoga and just want that little pick me up while for the three o'clock slump, your colors will vary a lot um, for your brand. So again, keeping, I keep saying, keep the target market in mind, but it's really, it will really, knowing them will really support your color choices. And I know talking about that too, and not really trying to create a hurdle to stop you from doing something and just you spend weeks on this. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to do some research. The research yeah. been has been done for you. You look up those brands and and even ask Google, why did Coca-Cola choose this color? I'm mm-hmm. sure you'll find research on it. So it's one of those pick the niche that you're looking at, whether if you're if you have a podcast about coffee, we'll look at, okay, what are coffee, common coffee colors? that are being yeah. used and kind of research that I, you know, I, I always look at it as don't try to create a hurdle. It's like, but do some research, put yeah. a couple of hours into it. Yeah. A couple of hours. You don't have to become a, sci- a color scientist to, mm-hmm. or a designer to think mm-hmm. about this, but even if let's say you do have a product, go to the grocery store and look at what other similar products, maybe your product is something new and incredible. What are the direct and indirect competitors? Comp- 
competitors out there and what colors are they using? How can you both fit in, but also stand out? So just because a coffee shop tends to use brown colors, Starbucks decided to use a green. Now they didn't use a red, but they used a green color that still has a little bit of energy. Um, It still invokes a certain emotion, but it's not going to be, for example, like a red Coca-Cola can. Right. So the practical, the the practical applications in web design, I'm sure, are, are essential. And what tips do you have for web designers or those that are putting you know a website together when you're working with a web designer when selecting and on harmonizing those colors for a website? Because yeah, you you might have a favorite here and a favorite here, but they just clash as yeah. as most guys when they're put you know wearing clothes. Like, don't put that together. That tie doesn't go with that shirt. Yeah. You know that sort of thing. <laughs> So, okay. So keep in mind. So if you are going with your favorite colors, we, as a designer, I can help work around those, but think about what your users are are expecting. So if you are a bank and so banks tend to be some green, but most of them in the blue, very Navy blue kind of um, look and feel. Some of them I try to throw in a little bit of energy, but usually they'll stay within the particular color scheme. Um, usually there, there are exceptions, but think about what your target market is expecting. So if you are high end, if you're talking about high end bags um, in high end fashion on your podcast, you will want to evoke a different sort of feeling and look at those colors that portray that high end energy uh, or emotion versus if you are a podcast about fitness or, or about podcasting, about marketing, you could get away with. So for example, marketing, you could get away with using orange or a vibrant color, maybe even neon green, because you're 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 targeting a specific type of, of people. Um, so when selecting these colors, designers should really consider the emotional impact, designers and small business owners. Um, you consider the emotional impact and you and the contrast and readability and the overall aesthetics. And by contrast and read for readability, what that means is on when you're transferring these colors to your website, is it still easy for people to go on there and see that bright pink like I used to have on a white background? Is it easy to read? Does it mess with the, anyone's eyes? Is it a color that could potentially fade into the background when people with a certain disability go to your site? So keep that in mind. And then really creating that harmonious color palette is about balancing all of these elements and really creating this incredibly appealing and user-friendly website. But again, it takes testing. It takes um, talking to people. It takes, I had to, I had, I was blessed with a client who had this disability and could tell me, hey, I actually do not see any of that teal or the greens that are on the design. And so just talk to your people, know your target market. I would think that it would also have a little bit of an application to, okay, you've chosen the palette you want to use now. This is also what we're going to use on printed letterhead, billboard. I mean, again, without trying to make it more complicated, but you are going to take that color palette across different mediums. Yeah. And you have to keep in mind, sometimes things print darker. So if you do have this great, happy green color, and then you send it to print, it might look a little more dull, a little more, a little darker. Um, And there's, we can go into how to optimize for print and for digital, but just keep in mind where your colors will be used and then keep some alternative options. So when we design a logo, we will 
ensure that you get all the logo in all of the colors of your brand, uh, your brand palette, but you'll also get a white one, a black one, and you can come back and say, Hey, you know what? They're trying to print my logo in this really weird color. I don't know what's going to clash. And usually we can support with getting a shade of a different, a shade of your current color palette that will work with that. Right. So, um, our next topic here, which came to mind earlier, and it's been running in my mind the whole time is that, okay, we are driving our listeners, our potential clients, whatever it might be from the podcast or whatever else you're doing to the website. Now, do color choices influence user actions like clicks, conversions, and even more important, maybe time spent on website? Yes. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot that goes into a website, but yeah, color psychology really plays a pivotal role in that user experience, that behavior, and color can influence these actions from encouraging people to click on call to action buttons to really impacting conversion rates and A-B testing, which means that you, it's, so if you don't know what A-B testing is, A-B testing is you can duplicate if it's on the website, you can duplicate that same web page and change, I would say, just one thing. So if we are talking about colors and buttons on that page, we would shift only the colors of the buttons and then track to see if we could increase conversion rates by just that small switch. So it requires you to have analytics installed and, and things like that, but you can A-B test what colors are working on your site. So A-B testing really allows designers to optimize the website for the maximum performance based on your color choices. You can do A-B testing with uh, your email campaigns. So if you're on MailChimp, I'm pretty sure they offer A-B testing. You can do it on your website, anything that you can duplicate and send to an audience and then just gain that feedback from looking at the clicks and the engagement. Are those two things running simultaneously simultaneously then? So you're feeding a certain audience um, let's say a red button and you're fe feeding some, a green button at the same time to test it in real time. Yep. Yes. Okay. So okay. it's, that's why you have, it's AB, you have two different, you can have at more, but you time. can, you okay. can have, you would have two different web pages running at the same time. And there's a little bit more that goes into the back end. So to ensure that 50, 50, for example, 50% of people are um, seeing each page, you can also do a, a different split. So you can say, okay, algorithm, I want the, it's only 10% of the people to see this new color that I have an idea about. And that way everybody else continues to convert at the, their normal rate. But this 10% will get a different color as a button, for example. And if they convert more, then you can start shifting your color palette or do a 50-50 after that one. Okay, gotcha. I thought it was at the same time because that's that's the best test, I would assume. But uh, I mean, I've also heard though, let's run this for a couple of weeks and this for a couple of weeks. But mm -hmm. I would think you'd want at the same time. So yeah. yeah, you mentioned earlier about accessibility. It's it's important mm -hmm. to think about it. We kind of touched upon that a few times. How can web designers create inclusive color schemes for users with that? What we talked about, color blindness and visual impairments. Yeah. So designing for inclusivity involves. Considering color contrast, uh, alternative text, and using patterns or textures in addition to color, there there are some tools out there, free and paid, that can that are available to simulate how these designs will appear to different users, and you can toggle between the different um, levels of color blind, different types of color blindness. In just as even if you just 
do the most simplest thing and convert your browser window or your phone and look at your website in a grayscale. Does anything, so you could have two different colors, but when it turns into grayscale, they almost blend in. And so that can tell you a lot about the accessibility issues that might be coming up that you can take a screenshot and upload it to, there's a couple of those, uh, color there's those tools that will test for color blindness and then you can you can visually see what they see and and like it's just it opens up a whole this whole new world right for design and i'm not going to say that it's the easiest thing to design for all to inc- be inclusive of all because it's it's difficult um so some might be what is it like i think it's uh red color blind there's a blue and i believe there's a green so there's different levels and if you optimize for one you might not be able to optimize for the other but at least you're doing your decisions on color with intention and you're designing your site, um, your artwork with that knowledge that you're not just kind of willy-nilly picking a color out of thin air. You are intentionally making your buttons a specific color. When I mentioned color contrast, it's also, for example, black. a black button with white text inside is the highest contrast. But when you start veering into different colors, so a bright pink button with a white text might be less of a contrast. And if you just squint your eyes and look at your site, how easy it is, is it to read the text? How easy is it to see that where that button is? Um, that will tell you a lot about that accessibility. Yeah. What's going to be interesting is if one takes this episode and really starts to dissect different brands, you never will see a brand the same way again. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> all yeah. the stuff that you've learned going, oh, I know why they're doing that. I know why they're doing that, which is a good thing because I think um, us understanding marketing breaks it down so we're not so... Um, easily persuaded, let's put it that way, kind of understand what's going on. I think it's important um, yeah. on that aspect. And, and in return, you get to learn how to market yourself as a business, as a podcaster, to do the best that you can to help mm-hmm. them through the journey. So so let, let's wrap it up a little bit. Let's, let's synopsize what we talked about, because there's a lot to this episode with color. Yeah. Yeah. So to wrap up, the psychology of color is really a powerful tool in in the hands of a small business owner and their designers. It really allows people to create an emotionally, a design that really emotionally resonates, really builds brand identities and influences their the user behavior. And by understanding the psychology behind colors, designers really can craft these engaging and memorable online experiences. But all that to say is that we, I'm giving you the knowledge. And even if you, the only thing you do is look at your website and look at your graphics in black and white and maybe tweak a few things. I understand that not everybody is a website designer or, or has a, a Photoshop or illustrator. So just making a few changes and understanding what's happening with the site, not necessarily having to change it, but understanding and being intentional with your decisions. Even if you say, Hey, 2024 goals, I'm going to evaluate my colors, but at least you now know what's going on on your site or on your graphics. And you have a better conversation with the web designer as well. If you're not doing it, at least you're having a better getting, pulling some information out from them as well, too. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. So, so if they're, you know, our listeners thinking about either creating a website, doing a better job with their website in 2024, what's the best way to contact you if they, you know, get some insights from you? 
Yeah. So I am offering, I started offering website audits now, um, which the price will roll into the official website design. Um, you can contact me on my website, roblesdesigns.com. That's R-O-B-L-E-S designs.com. Or you can just download the freebie I have at roblesdesigns.com slash checklist. And that can, in a very a basic level, help you really understand what's going on with your website, not just with the color, but also with accessibility and a little bit of SEO and give you that little kickstart that you might need. And it's funny you say you do, you're doing an audit. Audit. We're doing an audit as well, too, for podcasts. So contact Circle 270 Media. Um, part of that is color scheme and such. So if it comes down to a color piece that um, for your thumbnail artwork or even your podcast website, obviously, we're going to 3D Yasmin as well with this one. So audits are the, I think maybe 2024 audit is the term. Uh, the audit is the term okay. for 2024. How about we just, we'll go ahead and stake that claim right yeah. now. <laughs> well, it's true. You can't make business or podcast you can't make pivots with life in general you should probably be auditing your life i know i will be but you can't make pivots without knowing what's happening so kind of like my accountant says know your numbers understand what's happening you also have to understand what's happening with your marketing with your podcast insights and and just having this information and making these even if you say you know what i can't redo my website or i have to continue diying my podcast but at least you are doing it with intention not just going in blind Yes, exactly. I agree. I agree. Well, thanks for joining me again. And, 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 and thank you for listening to the Circle Sessions.